0: Hello, Moto America fans, and welcome to the latest edition of Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. I am Bice. Carruthers is on the other side. Uh, we are here at the lovely Pitt- Pittsburgh International Race Complex. We're outside. It's a beautiful weekend here, a little late in the day on Friday. And we're up on the timing and scoring pit floor of the uh, this facility we're in. And we're with Caleb DeCarroll, one of our, our Twins Cup riders, who uh, has a, a fairly long history in our series and uh, has really been doing well now that he's been on a twins bike. He races a Yamaha. Uh, It's an FZ07 slash MT07, but I think it's actually an MT07, isn't it, Caleb? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Caleb, thanks for being on with us. Um, Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited about it. You know, it's funny, last year, one of the things I want to start with is that, you know, last year, I remember you came into, you were at uh, Laguna Seca, and, you know, we'll talk about your relationship with Garrett Gerloff, but Garrett yeah, yeah. Girlf had an amazing Laguna Seca too, and you yep. did too. You had that win, and it kind of started you on a little bit of a roll. Yeah, yeah. Um, talk. Let's start well, by he talking about right
1: into a broken femur. Well, but he won <laughs> that race, and
0: you know, then it led into this season, which we'll yeah. we'll get into this season. But I want to talk. Start out by talking about that weekend and yeah. what your expectations were going into that weekend.
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was, uh, kind of, kind of crazy. I mean, I had been training a lot, training really hard for like the past uh, three years with Garrett, uh, at the go-kart track and motocross, but I never really got like, you know, an opportunity to get back out here and really kind of show like, you know, how hard I've been training and working with Garrett. And, uh, so Laguna was kind of like, you know, my opportunity to, to kind of like prove to people that I could be up front and, and, uh, win races in this class and, uh, uh on that bike. But, uh, but yeah, it was kind of crazy because I mean, the only time I had ever been on an FT, uh, MT07 was uh, out here. Actually, we did an endurance race, four hour endurance race, and uh, I kind of just got on the bike and and it clicked right away, and I felt really good. And um, but uh, I had never. We showed up to Laguna Seca, and they basically just put my bike together like five days before Laguna, and uh, I mean they were. Basically the whole season, they were wanting to get me out there, wanting to get me out there, wanting to get me out there. And then finally we got everything you know, all our ducks in a row for Laguna and, uh, never in the bike before they had just put it together. We didn't really know set up or anything and actually had a horrible qualifying qualified like 12th and, uh, just slowly figured the bike out more and more that weekend and got it a little bit better and uh working with the team and and uh figuring out different tire options and stuff like that and had a had a really good race i battled through the pack and ended up getting the win so it ended up working out really well but i didn't really have a whole lot of expectation coming in just because i had never ridden the bike before um i hadn't ridden laguna since like 2015 so there's you know learning curve there the corkscrew and everything i mean i had ridden it before but i had basically forgotten all of it so um, but yeah awesome weekend and uh, I Garrett my my buddy Garrett Gerloff I'm sure you guys know who that is he's been <laughs> on the show is. I think no. but, never you know. heard of yeah I think we've uh, had him
0: on a couple right. times
2: but uh, but yeah so we we had been training a lot together and uh, just in Texas I live live and train in Texas right now uh, and we had moved down there uh, about five minutes from him so uh, he lives right down the road and we had trained a lot together and and uh, you know had had known each other and and so he was kind of kind of pumped that i was finally getting back into the, the moto america scene and and that, that we kind of uh traveled up there uh we met up in california before that race and we're kind of hanging out and stuff and um yeah i mean dream dream weekend for both of us he got his first superbike win and i got my first ever moto america win and um everything's been just going really good i mean we're uh we're really close on like motocross bikes and, and, uh, he's a little bit better than me at the go-kart track and, and, uh, you know, he's a really good cyclist and just a really good person to be training with and help me to, to up my, up my level. And, uh, I keep him honest on the motocross track. So we, you know, we're always, we're always trying to beat each other. And I think that's why it, it, uh, makes such a good, uh, you know, it's really a friendship and, and we just ride and train together in Texas. But, um, yeah it's it's been awesome having him uh you know there at laguna we were in the motor home i could just qualified 12th and i was like way down on the list and he's like dude what are you doing like you suck what like
1: what what is wrong we've been working way too hard to get 12th
2: right. and he like threw the paper and we got it on our youtube channel we actually uh we we do a youtube channel of all all the rounds uh all the so we can give like a behind the scenes look KD 51 you guys want to check that out but uh yeah on the youtube channel he's just like dude what are you doing was he
0: doing a bit or was he serious he was serious and the camera
2: was just rolling he's like dude what are you doing like (laughs) and i'm just like oh come on man the camera's out you gotta be like that yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah
1: sounds
2: like garrett yeah Yeah, it does but, but yeah and so i uh you know he he's he's really pushed me and and really helped me uh mentally i think just just prepare myself uh for race weekends and and have a good attitude and and uh, about things and you know I, i think most people who have been around garrett he's very positive and and uh yeah just an overall great guy so i'm trying to i'm trying to learn as much as i can from him and he's having a really good season in world superbike i'm having a really good season here so uh yeah just just trying to do what we can and keep improving and keep getting better and better every time we're on the track so what's the
1: age difference between you two
2: uh, I'm 23, and I believe he just turned 25. Yeah, know? that's right. Just, his birthday was just a couple of days Artur- ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so yeah he,
0: August 1st. Yeah. Was, yeah.
2: So, I mean, growing up, I it's a funny story. I actually, uh, when I was little, uh, Garrett was like, I think it was Garrett and Jake Lewis. They were like the two yes. big names on the Milwaukee's. Yep. And uh, at Road America one year, I actually bought my first ever, like, road race bike from Garrett. Yeah. Uh, uh rs-125 one of his older rs-125s that rode america and i was sitting in the stands watching you know him and jake lewis duke it out for the win and and uh you know i'm like dang i you know i really want to do that i really want to be there and now you know we're friends and live right by each other so it's kind of kind of interesting how it all worked out yeah but, um, but yeah know,
0: let's talk about that so you are from white bear lake minnesota is that right yep okay so originally from minnesota and garrett's always been houston it's uh the woodlands and you guys moved down there and tell talk about the fact that you moved down there and it's like you were real you actually (laughs) lived did you know when you were moving there that you were actually going to be moving near garrett gerloff
2: um yeah i mean kind of but uh really the whole reason why we ended up moving down there was because uh my mom had gone and visited uh my dad's aunt and uh she liked the area and everything and then uh you know we had kind of uh, I, I wasn't I mean I was friends with Garrett at the time but not really like we are now just because you know whatever I would see him at the races or whatever and you know it wasn't really like it is now and uh so yeah we moved down there and then I started training with him and riding with him more and more and becoming better and better friends so it was just kind of a weird coincidence that we ended up literally like five minutes down the road and and uh, Jay Newton also lives down that way he's a junior cup rider so he yeah. comes out and uh, rides with us and stuff uh too so but uh yeah just kind of randomly it, it all ended up working out and now it's uh working out really good I mean it's it's awesome to have a training partner to uh you know at that level um I think we're both super committed and both have the same goals and ambitions within the sport so having somebody that uh you know is on the same page I think really helps with the progression and and uh trying to get better and and you know, just trying to trying to push each other every day, you know, on the on the go kart track, on the motocross bikes, on the road bikes. So it's been really fun. A lot of fun and obviously it's uh you know, our hard work is, is showing, it's paying yeah. off. So it really is. Yeah. This season. So
1: So now obviously this season, I mean it's been you and, and Rocco Landers and the all the races have been close and, and, and you guys have it's just really been you too. Is uh I mean he's obviously a very young kid and he's kind of already got a big um, following and a lot of hype and stuff is it what, what's it like racing with them? I mean, do you see anything special there or? Um,
2: yeah, it's weird. It's kind of weird because uh, I think it was la- oh, yeah last year I was I did all the AFM rounds out in California on R6 and R1 uh, with a, a team that uh, I had rode for a lot when I was younger and uh, they had called me up and got me back on a road race bike and I was doing you know well out there and that's when I actually met Rocco. And, you know, we kind of were, uh, you know, kind of friends or, or whatever. And, and uh, you know, I would talk to him at the track and stuff just because we were, you know, we were there hanging out and um, whatever. So now it's kind of like, it's kind of weird because, you know, it was like that. And then all of a sudden now, you know, after the first round, it's like kind of, you know, we're kind of rivals or, sure. or whatever. But, you know, I'm... A pretty easygoing guy like it doesn't really it doesn't really bother me or affect me at all i could tell it was kind of weird after i won uh you know road america i won two races there and i could tell it was like kind of weird or whatever but um you know it, it's it's not weird for me i'm i'm like hey you know we're rivals on the track but in the pits you know i'm fine with being friends with everybody you know um and at the end of the day uh i'm out there to go as fast as i possibly can he's out there to go as fast as he possibly can so I mean if if I get second and I do as well as I can then hey you know it is what it is and if I win then, then then awesome but you know I'm just I'm just out there pushing as hard as I can uh every race and every session and you know wherever I end up and that's that's something that really mentally I think has changed with me from the past to now I've I've been very um you know like I'm out there to give 110% each and every time I'm out on track and if i get second, you know, it is what it is. Like i gave it everything i had, you know, i'll go back to the drawing board and and go train harder and come back and and go faster, but um, you know, and if i if i go all out and win, then you know, then that's an awesome awesome bonus and and uh, it's just it's just really nice to have a have a good season and lots of momentum rolling for uh, how many years i was training for nothing, people would say, you know. I mean, i was basically for three years I was going to the go-kart track with Garrett I was riding motocross I was doing all this stuff in the background but I didn't have a team I didn't have I wasn't racing so it's like I had no way of uh I was just training you know I had no way of showing people what I was doing and and you know the the progress that I've been making and stuff and um so it's really nice to to have like a little bit of a payoff for for that yeah
1: and this class has got to be perfect for you at this time and it's also probably good that he's in the class so when you when you win yeah, people know you've beat somebody. You know what I mean. It's not like yeah. you're just beating somebody that they they've never heard of or they don't know who he is. Yeah, yeah. No, the timing is really good. I mean, I know there's a lot of eyes on
2: Rocco, and um, that just uh, uh, you know just helps the the overall situation of of being in the class and stuff. And and uh, it's a really a really good class, really competitive class. The the Yamaha uh, MT07, um, you know is working really good. And I'm really happy with the, with, we keep making progress every single weekend, just getting the bike better and better and better and and more, you know, my bike, if you want to call it that what's working for me. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I would love to be on a 600, uh, but you know, 1833 CJ knows has been helping me out big time. He's a lawyer out of Florida. And, uh, we kind of put our heads together and, and with our funding, we, you know, we knew we, we knew, we wanted to be on the best bike we could in whatever class we were in, because if you're not on the best bike, it's like kind of the struggle boss all year. And, and, you know, you're, you're trying to do a lot with a little and, and we knew starting in the twins class, we knew we would have the funding to be on a, on a good bike right away and, and have it be somewhat well set up, uh, roaring toys, the owner of Bob Fisher, he had been racing the class for, uh, I think a year before, uh, yep. maybe two, but is this the bike that he raced? It's uh basically at one point at Laguna Seca it was the exact same thing they were they were both the same and so uh, his setup is kind of what we started with and now we've been fine tuning and making it more and more on my own but uh but pretty much the you know a really similar setup to the to the bike and uh, so so yeah I mean basically the reason why we ended up in the Twins Cup is because we thought that that you know we would have the funding to really give it a good go and uh, in the six hundred class you know motors are. Expensive, right. you know, everything's a little bit more expensive. I would love to be on a six hundred. I feel way more comfortable on a six hundred well, than you I
0: do. That's for people that may not know. I mean, you actually raced in a year of AMA Pro racing. You raced in the beginning of Moto America on a six hundred. You've got a lot of laps on a six hundred, so yeah, super sport bike. So I wanted to ask you about this bike. It's like it clicked for you, but you, you think now with all the training you've done and everything, all the racecraft that you've developed you could probably get it on 600 and do, do do well too right yeah yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to be on a well
2: uh set up 600 and get out there with richie escalante and them guys and mix it up like i i think if i had a really good bike you know it would be it would be awesome to make maybe make that jump next year or or something like that but uh but it, yeah i mean that the the twin is kind of a, a weird bike as far as like power delivery and and these motorcycles aren't really race bikes i mean they're they're made to, you know, ride on the street and and stuff like that. So um, the chassis has a lot of flex, especially the Yamaha. So it, it the thing's like a noodle out there. It's just getting worked, and, and it's kind of bucking around and stuff like that, you know, to where when you're on a well-set-up R6 or something, it's a lot more planted and, and uh, you know, just has a better feeling overall because it's more so meant to be a race bike. Um, but, you know, we've been finding more and more on, on how to – kind of make the MT feel more like an R6 or something, something like that. So, um, you know, we've been making steps in the right direction and overall just trying to go faster and faster every weekend. And it's, it's been working. So, um, but yeah, like I said, I would love to be in the, you know, in the super sport class or maybe even stock 1000, if it's a little bit more, uh, feasible money wise, maybe just cause there's less races and stuff like that, but definitely, definitely want to try and, and make a jump at some point, you know, but, uh, i'm happy with the class that i'm in and and how the season's going and i'm honestly just blessed to even be on the grid you know and have a ride so i got to give a huge thank you to 1833 cj knows uh it's an accident injury lawyer out of florida so uh without him i wouldn't even be out here wouldn't even have a chance to be on the grid and definitely wouldn't have a chance to be leading the championship right now so
1: after that laguna win talk a little bit about the fact that you broke your leg yeah i mean and then i mean it wasn't for starters i can't imagine breaking a femur because yeah it, it is well the, the irony too
0: is that garrett broke his femur it's a, you know right. daytona you remember that right. it's, it's so weird. odd that you did the too. same one and everything yeah, yeah the
2: exa- i mean it was a really similar break i, I don't yeah uh i was out in the afm the weekend after california uh, laguna seca i won and then uh, the next weekend was an afm round at thunder hill and really weird, uh, situation. Um, I, it was a Sunday morning, so I had already ridden the bike for two days. Uh, first session in the morning, I was, uh, I was in fourth, I believe, and Andrew Lee, the and then, uh, um, I think it was Wyatt Ferris, and I was chasing him down and trying to stay with him, and, uh, all of a sudden, you know, on the fourth lap, my brakes completely went out. I had no brakes, and, uh, Coming in at turn one at Thunderhill with no brakes, I I uh, I was on the rear brake and trying to you know trying to slow down, and uh, there was a wall coming up, and basically had to bail off the bike. I don't know how fast I was going, but as soon as I hit the ground, I was in like a wash machine, just wow. and I was like backed in the head, backed in the head, like flipping backwards, and wow. uh, yeah, I ended up in a dirt bank like upside down like this, and at first I sat up and I'm like. I'm fine. Like, how, like, how did did I just survive that? And then, uh, and then I, like, I, like, sat myself up and, like, spun my legs around to, like, face the track, and my leg just was, like, oh, wow. And I'm, like, yeah, I broke my leg, and I was so, like, you know, just, just growing up, like, I never went to the hospital or anything, like, I always just tried to tough it out, and, and, uh, the, the ambulance lady came up to me, or whatever, the medic, and, She's like, you know, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I just got the wind knocked out of me, you know, and I'm fine or whatever. And then I'm, like, sitting there and the pain's just, like, I can, yeah. like, feel my leg just thumping and, like, going up and up and up and up. And finally, I'm just like, I broke my femur. And she's like, well, I'm glad you told me because I guess there's, like, a, a major artery. Yeah, a oh, femoral yeah. artery. Yeah, right yeah. In, your, uh, in your leg. And yes. she's like, if that's uh, punctured or whatever, you're, like, literally bleeding out right now. Yeah, like, it's bad let's take a look at that Like okay yeah we should probably take a look at that then because it's definitely broken and uh yeah i got a got a helicopter ride that was the first helicopter ride i ever got and Ah. it was a really bad deal but yeah the irony is is i trained with garrett gurloff and uh he had the exact same break we both now have a rod in our right right femur and uh honestly um having him there was like because he was out in california because uh he was staying there because sonoma was the next weekend so I ended up missing Sonoma and whatever, but Garrett was there. So he actually drove over and, and was hanging out with me and stuff. And he had been through what I was going through before. And I was in a ton of pain after surgery and my leg was black and blue and like the size of an elephant, like my whole leg and couldn't walk or like I, I walked right after surgery, but it was like, it was bad. Like couldn't bend it or anything. And um, so having him there and like giving me advice on like how to get, how to get back to a hundred percent and like you know i'm like i still to this day i call him like dude is this like normal like you know like for a while it didn't even feel like my own leg really like like running or walking like i still can i still have trouble running like and uh it took me forever to uh get the the bending back on the bicycle i would have to sit there and in my living room on the trainer just back and forth back because i couldn't do a full rotation oh wow so it took a couple of weeks to get the full rotation and then I was just pounding, you know, on my
0: bicycle to try and get back for Barber. Um, is your, is your leg, is it the same length as the other one? I mean, it sounds I like think a dumb they, question. Yeah. But I think they say it does get a little bit shorter. Yeah. With I've the heard that. Um, I don't really know, but. <laughs> well, I, I, Garrett, when he did that at Daytona, um, I remember that he was obviously worked with Graves Yamaha at the time. So they were extremely cautious with him. Yep. They were like, very young you know i think he was only 16 yeah yeah. he had just he just turned pro years year before it was actually the year before yeah he hadn't turned 17 because that was in august and it was at daytona start of the year and i remember distinctly that um they said we got to take our time with him and tommy hayden took over for him yeah you but i remember garrett you know we didn't see him for a long time and then he came back and he seemed okay i saw you were you were like getting on a (laughs) bike it seemed like a week later
2: Yeah, Garrett, because I I didn't have a supermoto at the time. And uh, so three weeks after surgery, I I got back home and and I just pounded out on my bicycle. You know, I was in a ton of pain, but I was just kind of pounding through it because I knew like I had a big opportunity and I did really well at Laguna. And I didn't want that to be like, you know, one thing, you know, like for the year. So I really wanted to get back for the last race at Barber, and so I was trying really hard. But anyways, uh, Garrett let me ride his supermoto three weeks after surgery, and uh, it was kind of help. I wasn't, like, pushing or anything. I didn't really want to crash again. But the doctor told me, he's like, hey, you know, you're not going to hurt this.
0: Oh, really? He's like, you can
2: do whatever you want. And I'm like. Okay, well, (laughs) you just told the wrong person that. Yeah, I was going to say, that's good (laughs) So I I just went right to it right away and pounded out on the bicycle and got the... The range of motion was the biggest thing. And then uh, once I find... I couldn't ride a a road race bike, but the Supermoto is like, you know, a higher seat to foot peg. Right. Uh, So it doesn't bend as much. So yeah, Garrett let me ride a Supermoto and I would go out there and uh, because it's extremely painful like just getting just stretching it back and forth and back and forth because everything's so tight from yeah i pounding the rod in and everything wow. so yeah if you ever watch a video on that just don't watch a video on that because <laughs> it's not not a pretty sight but anyways uh yeah i mean the 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 bending was the biggest thing but when i was riding you don't know, you don't really feel it as much because you're like focused on like, you know, hitting your apexes and, and, you know, getting on throttle and whatever else. So I was kind of using the supermoto to like, you know, get the bending back and, uh, yeah, grinded it out and got back for barber and it just, it wasn't ready. I mean, as much as I wanted it to be ready, it, it just wasn't, uh, wasn't a hundred percent and I couldn't give a hundred percent on the bike. I still was like up there in the race, but then uh, the motor blew up and it wasn't a very good weekend. So the um, the doc was helping me out and and uh, I was getting really sick and stuff off of the medicine and stuff. You were, so, yeah. yeah. Cause was, you were on medication. It was bad. It was, yeah. it was not a good deal.
0: So. Well, so what I was wondering these, when we have these injuries, I mean, let's compare it to, You know, the situation with Mark Marquez, I mean, the guy was going to come back after his humerus, which is almost like the femur in your arm. It's a big bone. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he's going to come back. fingers of your feet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what I'm getting at is, you know, you're motivated to do this, but does, and you said the guy, the doctor said you can do it. It's not going to hurt you. But if you push too much, I mean, it's not good for you. Right. So. Yeah. Do you think there was a risk there that you maybe were trying to come back too soon? Um,
2: yeah, possibly, but I mean, the, so the biggest risk that you have when you, uh, when you get the rod put in is, is one bending the rod, which is really hard to do or, uh, breaking the knuckle off of the, uh, the thing, which me and Garrett are both at risk at, but he Still? basically, yeah, he basically said it that that's at any time. Wow. So the biggest risk is like there, no matter what, no matter wow, how, I had when, no, idea. no, when in the healing, you know, because now that the rod's in there, this part's super strong, but you got the 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 knuckle or whatever yeah. that goes into your hip. That's your hip socket. And that'll break, wow. you know, because that's now the weak point or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah. I, I mean, I was just really trying, and I knew like even if I crashed or whatever, I I would have a lot of t- like the all, whole off season to like recover. So I was just, I just really didn't want, you know, like me to be like a one ride deal yeah I won, and you know sure i wasn't a fluke yeah i really wanted to come back and try and i've been working hard to get back so it's like if i don't try it's like i just worked super hard for nothing you know so that was just kind of a goal that i tried to put in my head it didn't really work out but um but yeah now it's getting better and better and and uh yeah, now we're here and and uh, got three wins in the championship, and I'm feeling really good on my on my one eight three three CJ Nose Growing Toys uh, MTO seven. So longest um, team name ever. Yeah, yeah, I'm pumped to pumped to be he's back. Got it, he's
0: got it down, though. Right? <laughs> Caleb, last year at Laguna Seki, you know, you won that race. You had the injury. You tried to make it happen again at Barber. You had the the injury still, obviously, but you also had some bike problems. So going into this year, you've got Road America. You got two rounds at tracks that are relatively close to where you grew up which there's some motivation there and you're not sure. Okay. Do I still have it? Am I going to be able to do this? Talk about those two rounds and how relieved it was for you to win those races and do what you did.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just really good to, uh, to get back racing. It was a long off season, uh, you know, training and, and working hard with Garrett and, and we put in a lot of laps at the go kart track. And, um, you know, I think it was just a really good relief, uh, you know, just because I had, I had overcome the injury and stuff like that. And still, I think it was just, uh, like, like, uh, just, I think it was at road Atlanta was like a year since I had broken my leg. Uh, so, um, you know, having, having a couple wins and and getting my third win at road Atlanta and being a year off a broken leg. I mean, it's, it felt really good and and it was a huge relief. Just, you know, I, I still got it. My, you know, everything's good and, and the bike's good. And, um, I got a new, uh, crew chief this year, Larry, he's been really helping me and, uh, getting the bike set up and he knows his stuff. So that's been really nice and ha- having him and, you know, having, having a really good team around you is, is a, a huge thing too, uh, with being comfortable and, and, uh, um, just figuring, working through things if you have a, a good team and, and everything. And I, I, I like the people that I'm working with this year and, and yeah, uh, even even Garrett uh, just just called me like a couple hours ago or whatever and and uh, he saw that I was we were a little off in practice I had a, a tire issue and and uh, it chewed up real bad and I was like seventh and he's calling me he's like
1: we can't dude. do seventh yeah he's yeah. like what yeah. are you doing dude like I I leave for one second and you're back in seventh like you tell him well you're twelve <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay that do was that. funny do no,
2: that. That, that was the it was kind of funny though because. Uh, <laughs> I okay it was kind of more me I'm like dude I know I can't be in seventh like dude that sucked like I know that was a bad look and he's like you know he's like you know that I've been in seventh right he's like that's you know he's like don't be he's like don't be taking shots at seventh right now or whatever you know (laughs) he He, would be happy with yeah he like made a joke out of it or whatever he's like hey that's where I've been running so just chill out with the you know being far back or whatever but yeah no it's definitely good to, to have a friend that's, uh, you know, and, and we actually, we got to go over to Europe, uh, in the off season, um, and train with his, uh, him and his trainer. He trains with, a uh, Aleish Santicreo, who is the trainer for, uh, Patronus. Um, so they've got a really good solid group, uh, over there that he's, he's training and working with. And so we, uh, I got to go over there and kind of see what they do for training and, and, uh, you know, kind of the structure of the program. And now I've, Kind of brought that back over to here and and trying to implement you know what they're doing over there over here like it's it's kind of crazy you would show up at like a random flat track on a thursday and uh tito rabats out there Chaz davis like some bad dudes and like a bunch of moto two and moto three dudes and all the patronus guys are always there because uh, they work with uh and. um I didn't get to see Quatraro or those guys when I was there, but they show
1: up and Marquez. and That one track looks really cool.
2: Yeah, so the flat track we went to, I, I forgot the name of it. They actually have like a full-on GP circuit too, but it's like a flat track through the trees. Mm-hmm. Wow. I um, think that's
1: one I've seen. It's uh, like
2: uh, Alcaraz or something yeah. like that, I think. Uh, but yeah, everybody goes there and like Marquez and them go there and, and uh, it was really cool to see and I got to ride motocross with those guys out there and I grew up racing motocross. So I have a, and I actually, in 2015, when I stopped doing uh, Moto America, I went and got my, I went to Loretta Lynn's for two years and, and did, uh, I got a deal with Kawasaki. So I went and did right. some motocross stuff. And then your brother uh,
0: Mason, didn't he do some motocross? Too? Yeah. We
2: all, we all grew up racing motocross. Yeah. And, and so I went back into it, got my pro license and, and did a couple outdoor rounds and, and then uh, got the call to, to come back to Moto America, so that was that was uh, you know really nice and and uh, yeah and then me and Garrett went and won and so yeah it's been a- so
1: when you motocross
2: with those guys, do you pretty
1: much kick their ass?
2: Uh I, I wouldn't go that far a lot. Um,
1: like I mean, you Garrett, yeah,
2: Garrett's good. Uh, Garrett's pretty good on on a motorbike. Yeah, and, and uh, um, but yeah, I would like to say I have a little edge on him on the motocross track, which is good because I mean you know. Uh, Especially like rough tracks. He's he's pretty good on like the smooth fast stuff and you know more like a road race style But um, I got a little bit of an edge on him on the road race or on the on the rough motocross style track so I think it's good because then we're, we're always pushing and uh, You know, he pushes me at the go-kart track. I I help him to push the envelope at the motocross track um, he's a really strong cyclist and so uh, it's just overall I think it's yeah, it's just worked out awesome and and, uh, I think it helped him too, just because he didn't really, I mean, he was just by himself a lot. Yeah. So, and when you're by yourself, it's like, you're just kind of more so going through the motions a little bit, or at least when I am, I don't know if it's the same thing with him, but like, you're just kind of going through the motions. It's not very fun. Like, right. you know, at the motocross track, you just put in laps by yourself. Yeah. It's just, it's a little bit, you know, it just makes it more exciting. More yeah. Fun you need the, to you a, need the
0: competition.
2: Yeah. Is what it is. And, it, and it puts that little you know, little edge and, and a motivation, like to, to push that little bit more, you know, kind of more like a race. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's been, been awesome, been really good to have him in my back pocket. And, and, uh, yeah, it's just funny as he's over there doing his thing, doing the, uh, world super this stuff. weekend but, even yeah yeah and he was just at dinner with his team when he called me and he's like what are you doing you know <laughs> I like i gotta go i gotta go back to dinner but but you better be be up there in the next session or whatever you <laughs> know so
0: <laughs> i know i know we're running out of time but i want to ask you one other question so you talked about being on the 600 and liking kind of wanting to get back on the 600 again and you're still young yeah. um we're Paul and I were talking to Michael Martin earlier today, also a Texan who said he started racing when he was twenty six so yeah, <laughs> my question to you is you know now that you've got this momentum going and you're winning races what what what's your goal what do you what are you thinking you'd like to do or could do
2: yeah um you know if, if it was a you know if I had a unlimited uh support and and everything um I mean, right now I'm extremely focused on the championship that, that I'm in, and and uh, I really, really would like to win a championship. So that's kind of you know I'm pushing to to be on the box every weekend uh, as far as this year, and and hopefully uh, you know be up there and and win more races, and that's my goal for this year. But um, I, you're asking like like in the future, I would yeah. assume um, what you're thinking. I would love to get over to Europe, and Garrett's over there right now, and right. um. Uh, it would make it easier for sure to, to go while he's over there. Um, so, uh, you know, there's talk about maybe next year trying to figure something out over there, but, um, obviously we, we need some support and, uh, I think I could do really well over there and, you know, um, I, I would love an opportunity to go over there before I get, you know, older and older and older. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't really know what that looks like. Uh, maybe try and get into the World Super uh, Sport 600 or maybe even the 300 class or uh, CEV, um, uh, you know, Moto3. Uh, I think uh, being on a smaller bike right now is probably better just because um, I think I could just be be a little bit more confident and, and comfortable uh, right off the bat. But uh, as far as over here, I'd really like to get into the 600 class. Um, you know, and, and mix it up with Escalante and those guys and SDK and, and all those dudes pushing the envelope and, uh, you know, overall, I just want to keep chasing, uh, lap records and keep going fast and keep winning races. And hopefully that leads to championships. So, um, that's kind of my mindset and focus. And I want to bring that to, uh, wherever I go. So.
0: That's, that's great. Plan. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, we wish you luck with that. And I mean, it's good to have somebody over there and you're doing great in Moto America. So, you know, keep, keep winning and keep, keep taking it to those guys in that, that class. Um, Thanks for being on. I also want to thank the fans and please subscribe to Moto America Live Plus, our subscription streaming service and video on demand uh, service. And for race tickets, go to MotoAmerica.com. And you can also uh, sign up for Moto America Live Plus there, too. Um, Paul, thanks for having us this being our host on this as communications manager for Moto America. Caleb, uh, good luck this weekend and thanks, everybody.